0: Welcome back to Tanakhcast. This is episode 209. We'll conclude the book of Job with a brief summary of chapters 40 through 42 and follow with some thoughts about not so happy endings. For much of the book of Job, Eov has been asking, nay, demanding that God address his claims of innocence, that God appear and tell him what he did, that God say something in response to his suffering. And when God does in the form of a whirlwind, Eov has nothing to say in response. So chapter 40 begins with God turning to Eov directly and says, quote, Will he who disputes with Shaddai be reproved? Who argues with God? Let him answer. And Eov speaks to say, quote, Look, I am worthless. What can I say back to you? My hand I put over my mouth. Once I have spoken, and I will not answer twice and will not go on. The book could have ended here, I guess, except God is not finished. There's more to say, especially in light of Eov's fervent claims of his innocence. If Eov is correct, that he was blameless, which we all know is correct to some degree, then quote, will you indeed thwart my case, hold me guilty so you can be right? God calls out this false dilemma, especially because A. Both propositions can either be true or false, and more importantly, B, the sides in this case are not symmetrical. Quote, if you have an arm like God's, and with a voice like his you can thunder. Put on pride and preeminence and grandeur and glory, Don. Let loose your utmost wrath. See every proud man, bring him low. But you don't, Yov, because. You're basic. It's a human insult. It's devastating. You're devastated. Right? And in chapter 41, God continues to demonstrate to Eov how basic he is with a lengthy description of the Leviathan who would handily destroy Eov, but God could destroy it with no effort at all. Eov gets it, as if the lesson here would be a surprise to anyone. And so chapter 42, the final chapter of this book begins with Eov's recantation. Quote, I know you can do anything and no devising is beyond you. Was this ever in question, though? Either way, Eov is resolved, quote, and I repent in dust and ashes. Though Eov here is finished, the story is not. God has some words with Eliphaz, quote, my wrath has flared against you and your two companions because you have not spoken rightly of me, as did my servant Job. And so some choice near offerings will quickly be offered before something terrible happens, combined with some prayers from Eov to smooth over everything. Because we've had enough death and loss in this book, haven't we? But wait! There's more! Hang on to your seat, baby! Because this one's a screamer! God is going to restore to Eov everything God took from him. Bam! Just like that. That's all there is to it. That's that's all there is to it. A winner! Just like that. We'll be right back in more Price is Right. Don't go away. Eov is readmitted to polite society. All of those folks that shunned him pop by his house with food to have a lovely sit down. All of his possessions that were stolen or burnt up. He recovers twice as much. You never know when you'll need that insurance. And best of all, he has ten new kids, seven sons and three daughters, who have names, Yamima, or Dove, Ketsia, or Cinnamon, and Karen Hapuch, or Horn of Eyeshade. And he lives to see grandkids and great-grandkids and even great-great-grandkids. That's all, folks. (laughs) Okay, so the book of Job is finally over. If you recall the book's structure from the first episode on this wisdom book, there is a frame narrative which introduces us to Eov and sets up the bet between God and Satan over Eov's faithfulness in times of feast and now in times of famine. We're also introduced to Eov's three friends who come to console him and support him through his devastation and physical suffering. The rest of the book Was the spirited debate between Eov and his friends, God's appearance from the midst of the whirlwind, and now the denouement, a quick wrap-up with what is ostensibly a happy ending? The friends who did not speak, quote, rightly of me, as did my servant Job, get a dressing down, but what specifically did they get wrong? That God works in ways beyond human comprehension? God confirms this from the midst of the whirlwind. And what about Elihu, the son of Brachel, who delivered what is arguably the harshest of all speeches of all the friends? What happened to him? And what about Satan? We don't get a scene where Satan eats Crow for claiming Eov would crumple under the pressure. Pay up, Mortimer, I've won the bet. Here, one dollar. <laughs> Instead, we get this scene reminiscent from the climax of It's a Wonderful Life, where all of Eov's old friends come on over and pass the hat around, and quote, and each of them gave him one ksita and one golden ring. And the children are restored, I guess birthed by the nameless wife from the beginning of the book who urged Eov to curse God and die, and Eov goes on to live a long life. How amazing. But I want to take one final look at the concluding stanzas of poetry offered by Eov. Specifically this line, quote, Therefore I told but did not understand wonders beyond me that I did not know. Eov was told about the ways of the world, about God's role in it. Not that of a cop on the beat, or, you know, the cop directing traffic when the lights go down in the intersection. But God does nothing to dispel that notion. For all we know, God is directing traffic on the grand scheme of level of creation. It's at this point that Eov realizes that he was told but did not understand. In other words, what he's asking has no answer. And as such, he gives up on the question, Quote, Therefore I do recant and I repent in dust and ashes. We won't have any clean and neat answers about the fate of the righteous in a wicked world. We won't have a God who could have come to console Eov in his suffering. That would have been nice after everything that God put him through. We might, however, have some insight into the notion of truth. Eov clings to his with whatever strength he has in his boil and encrusted body. Even when he has nothing left, with everything taken from him, he still has his faith in his innocence in this matter, He also has his faith in God. Yes, Eov sees God as the all-powerful, but also a God who is not perfect. Quote, by the ear's rumor I heard of you, and now my eye has seen you. In this moment, Eov has caught out God in the violation of God's covenant with humanity. Do you recall it, where we keep the commandments and God protects us and provides? Well, Eov kept his side of the bargain, and see where it got him. Nonetheless, Eov is sticking to the deal. Eov, the mortal person, dust and ashes, repents. This is a heroic act. Eov transcends himself. Once described as, quote, blameless and upright, And feared God and shunned evil to become the speaker of truth and beneficent when God cannot. And this heroic act and transformation is almost cheapened by how the book concludes. If we buy into the simplistic notion of the righteous getting rewarded, the wicked, blah, 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 then what happens to Eov at the end is, well, terrible. Money and things come and go and come again, but kids? Can kids be so easily replaced? Is this the reward for a righteous person mourning the untimely death of his ten children? Ten more children? Really? It would have been better had the book ended with the closing stanzas of poetry without any epilogue. At least then we could savor the bitterness with notes of integrity and honesty instead of being overwhelmed by the saccharine happy end. If you like what you heard today, spread the word about TanakhCast. Tell a friend about TanakhCast over coffee. Send another friend an email or text, nothing fancy. Help your aunt who just got her first smartphone to download a podcatcher and subscribe to TanakhCast. And if you have a spare moment after all that, write a brief glowing review at Apple Podcasts. Apparently, it helps people who might be interested in a little Bible learning vibe for this podcast. And it's also a nice thing to do. If you want to help in an even bigger way, support us at Patreon. Just search for TanakhCast at Patreon.com and pledge your shekels either on a one-time or monthly basis and receive special blessings from the Most High. I thank you in advance for that and encourage you to join us again in two weeks for... Episode 210, when we begin the scroll of Song of Songs with chapters 1 through 3.